Hunters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, August 28th. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel Marshall, Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, the calendar tells us it is not yet spring, but you can certainly smell it from here. We've got the Million Dollar Memsey on Saturday along with the return of the Blue Diamond and Golden Slipper winners at Crawfield and Kembla Grange, respectively. We've got Black Type in Adelaide and Perth, and then the jump season comes to a climax with the Grand National Steeple. On Sunday, well, for those of us who are pretty much trapped inside, there's a fair bit of exciting sport to keep us entertained. Indeed, Barks, yeah, good weekend coming up. Uh, as you said, some stars returning, Diamond winner, Slipper winner. Of course, we've got the Group 1 action in the Mems here. Good support program at Caulfield, uh, even that mare's race with a couple of genuine Group 1 horses in Probabile and Instant Celebrity uh, going toe-to-toe in the Cochrane Stakes. That's certainly going to be one of the highlights as well. So, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Dan, first million-dollar race of the new season is the Memsey Stakes, and uh, Behemoth is back to try and defend, try and be the first horse to defend a Memsey title since Sunline in the days long before this race was even a Group 1, let alone worth a million dollars. Behemoth and Bo Rossa, uh, who, of course, were second and first over the line in the spring stakes in Adelaide, reversed on protest. Um, Do you think they can come over and uh, make a big impact on the Memsey, or uh, do you think maybe one of the first uppers uh, will will get the money? Yeah, well, I'm siding with one of the first up horses, but um, look, with the benefit of match fit, the race fitness under the belt, Behemoth and Bo Rosser, I think they're certainly capable of winning a race like this. We've seen Behemoth already do do so last year, and um, he's obviously got the good form at Caulfield. And yeah, look, they're two big chances in a race with many chances, but I'm um, siding with one of the, the first uppers in, in, in what should be a cracking contest, though. All right, we will take you right through the black type at Caulfield. Starting now and starting in race four, the HDF McNeil Stakes, 1,200 metres. Set weights and penalties for three-year-olds. Fun facts, no filly has won the McNeil since Lady of Harrods in 2012. So uh, something against you if you're with Heresy. And barriers two to six have provided seven of the past nine winners. Well, uh, that is more than half the field because there's five barriers there to choose from. There's only nine in it. And one of the horses covered by those lucky barriers is the returning Blue Diamond winner, Joel. That is Artorius. Can he return in winning style? Didn't win on debut, but uh, didn't take long to find form. What do you reckon? Yeah, he's going to be very hard to beat. Um, He uh, certainly doesn't owe me anything after... I was with him in the Blue Diamond, and that was just an outstanding win, wasn't he? Wasn't it finished all over the top of him late and then just got lost in the slipper, but certainly hit the line strongly. Look, there's obviously going to be bigger fish to fry for him. He's going to be hard to beat. I'm just going to side with one that we've seen. I just think there's a lot of upside about number five, Mr. Mozart. Did a bit wrong first up in the vein. I'm just hoping the freshness will be out of him. I thought he finished off really strongly considering he did sort of over-race and get on the steel a little bit through the mid-stages. I know ingratiating ran past him, but that's no real knock. He's a, a very smart colt himself. And I just thought he'd be a bit fitter. Uh, look, it's a tricky gate. He's going to have to, you know, overcome that gate, probably be ridden quiet again. But, uh, yeah, I thought just for that run under the belt, I'll side with him from one Artorias. He can certainly 
win and win well. It wouldn't shock. Uh, six, Zarel was being spoken very highly uh, of by Trent Buston leading into the first up run at Sandown, and he just didn't let go at all. That was his first exposure to a wet track, so maybe he didn't like it. He showed a bit in his first prep. So, look, if we're on good ground, he can certainly bounce back at, at a bit of odds. And in for fourth, uh, the nine, the filly, Heresai, who really did hit the line strongly in the Quisette first up. Five on top for me from one, six, and nine. Yeah, not a fan of that stat, Re the Phillies. I'm with Heresy. I thought she was excellent in Quisette first up. Um, unable to get past Gimme Pa, who's a pretty handy horse, but from the wide draw there, she um, she tracked wide there and <clears throat> handed some pretty quick splits first up. Um, second up, she won a group three in Adelaide. It was a strong win there. Um, she gets a much better draw this time around. She got a softer run in transit. So the nine on top, got the one in next, Artorius. Um, Obviously, very classy cult resuming. Saw his two wins in the order were excellent. Um, of course, running past ingratiating, then Frank the form later on that preparation and has come back well this time in as, as well. Because the trials have been really good, so he's a definite chance first up. I'm giving a case to Mr. Mozart as well. Um, thought his run in the vein, fine uh, ingratiating, was quite good and he'll strip fitter for that run. In for fourth over the two, General Bow, pretty consistent cult to really put a foot wrong in his uh, six starts. Nine, one, five, two. Uh, similar for me, Heresy to win from Artorias and then a couple of uh, last start maiden winners, Bruckner down from New South Wales and throw at the stumps. So my numbers are eight, uh, sorry, nine, one, eight and seven. Race Five at Caulfield on Saturday is the McCafe, the Heat, 1,100 stakes, 1,100 metres, set weights and penalties for four-year-olds and up, Joel. Here's another highlight for the meeting. We see an Everest player in Mass Crusader kicking off his campaign down in Melbourne. Uh, I think he was might have gone up 220 and came into $1.90 very quickly. Uh, just trialled up brilliantly in Sydney. Look, you know, it just... Whether he's going to be 100% ready, it's a bit of a query. And there's a bit of depth to this race too. So, you know, you wouldn't want to get sort of too far back or find any trouble from that gate with the 60 kilos. But I think he's the one to beat. Six Amish boy I've got in for second. He's only won one from 16, but he's a group one place getter in the new market. He's a quality four-year-old entire. Didn't have much luck through Queensland. That's probably been the story of his career, hence why he's only won one from 16. He's certainly up to this level. Two, Poland was a winner first up last prep. I think he can sprint well again here, this son of so you think. Not sure where he fits in, but probably Rupert Clark, two-rack type horse under handicap conditions where he's going to be very effective, but he can run well fresh. And three, Crosshaven, another talented four-year-old, five wins from nine starts. We only saw him a couple of times in the autumn. He was placed first up in the oar before missing out in the futurity. If he finds that oar form, then he certainly can be competitive here. One on top for me, though, from six, two, and three. Not much hard for me. Same numbers in the same order. Um, one, Mars Crusader, yeah, <clears throat> 60 kilos first up. But, you know, considering uh, the handicap rating of the other horse in the field, it's pretty well off at 60 kilos. The first up win last preparation was excellent. Uh, it was on a soft track. Um, it's winning the William Reed uh, to, to claim a Group 1 win was was brilliant, and then he ran well without a whole heap of luck at his next two starts. The trials have been excellent. Um, tricky draw, but 
Um, deserves to be the short favourite in this field. The one, six Amish boy, yeah, as Joel said, didn't have much luck in two Queensland runs last preparation. Just a horse that sort of needs everything to go right. Uh, it was a tight turning track at Ipswich beat him that day and um, excellent in the Fred Best prior. So he's due to win another one. Uh, and in for third, I got the two third and fourth, I've got the two resuming horses in Poland and Crosshaven. One to beat six, two and three. Uh, yeah, well, I'm just taking a gamble that perhaps Masked Crusader isn't quite ready because I'm going right against my normal uh, weights and uh, handicapping um, philosophy, which uh, I'm going with Oxley Road. He should actually be getting 15 kilos more off Masked Crusader than he is. Uh, to beat Masked Crusader, Space Boy and Poland, so that is 4 1 8 and 2. Race six at Caulfield on Saturday. First leg of the quaddy is the WW Cockrum Stakes, 1,200 metres, set weights and penalties for Mares. Joel? Yeah, I've gone with the class up the top. I've lent the way of instant celebrity. Probably a bit more sharpness in her legs than probably all these days. I know she tends to settle back, but from a, a good gate, hopefully she doesn't get too far back. Uh, she didn't have all the favours first up last preparation and then of course she came out won the Sangster and finished second in the Goodwood so that's elite sprinting form one probable, she won a very similar race back in the autumn, had the 60 kilos from a wide gate and won the Jeffrey Belmain defeating Paul's regret it was a classy win it's, you know, she just has to run up to that and she's going to be going very close Paul's regret, well as I said she chased home uh, probable back in the autumn she's had the one run back from a spell, it was a good effort behind uh, Bella Nipotina the blinkers go on second up I think she's going to be very competitive again. And I'll throw in Parlophone. I thought she had the race one at Caulfield last start. I was on her. She loomed up to win. Couldn't get past Bella Nipotina, who's a pretty classy mare herself. So I guess um, shouldn't be too harsh. And she will be fitter here third up. Just not sure she's got the strength at 1,200 or the class to beat some of these good ones. Two on top for me from one, eight, and nine. With Proveal on top, she's my best at Caulfield. Um, first up last time in a... A similar group three race, she, she drew wide like she has here, and she had to sit three wide. She was still far too good for them. Uh, this is probably a, a stronger field to what she met that day, but she can win fresh, and and she gets around Caulfield quite well. She's under, she's two from two at the track. So she's my best of the day. Instant Celebrity is the second pick. <clears throat> um, she, her record stuff nearly sneezed. That five wins from eight starts, and... She's already had the benefit of a win here at Caulfield as well. She's drawn far better than Probable here. And um, those are clearly the two, but pretty keen on the one. Bit of a gap then to the six. Plaquette, who uh, benchmark 90 winner two back, beating, be, beating Lama Xicana there. And then she sat wide last start on the speed. So just forgive the margin there. Drawn much better this time around. And in for fourth, I have the nine. Parlophone um, seemingly come back in pretty good order after um, tapering off for a bit there. Uh, third up, ready to peak here, I think. One, two, six, nine. Uh, look, I am giving La Mexicana an, an one more chance. Again, not particularly well off under the set weights and penalties here. Uh, beaten for the first time at 1,200 last time and also beaten for the first time second up. Uh, but giving her another chance to beat the uh, the beat, beat the class here, instant celebrity and probable. And like Joel, I do think Paul's regret uh, best roughy in the race. So that leads me to three, two, one, and eight. Second leg of the quaddy at Caulfield on Saturday. Big field, 16 to face the starter for the tile importer, heavily staked. 1,700 metre listed handicap, Joel. 
I've gone with the Godolphin runner here, number seven, Ziegfeld. Been building nicely in Sydney. Gave a really good kick and looked the winner when he was 1,500 to 2,000 at Kembla last start. Knocked up late and did pull up with a slow recovery. So perhaps, you know, not not all was well there. Still ran well. I think coming back to 1,700 suits, he's going to need a bit of luck from that wide gate. But getting him with 54 and a half, I think he's well placed here to break through for his first local win. Two, Angel of Truth. Very good first up in the Lawrence at Wait for Age. He had a good autumn without winning, but uh, ran very well in the Peter Young here, second up, then fifth in Australian Cup, third in a Randvet. So, look, that's obviously a, a step back in grade here on Saturday and under handicap conditions. I think he's okay at 58 and a half. He can put himself close to the pace, make his own luck. 11, English King, a really interesting runner. An import for Mike Maroney. He tackled the English Derby last year, finishing fifth behind Serpentine. Uh, just had the one... Brief campaign earlier in the year, one run at Bendigo in the Golden Mile and performed okay there. I think he will have acclimatised and improved in the break. He can certainly run a cheeky race here. And Ford Delphi, another of the overseas bred runners here, this son of Galileo, he too has only been seen once in Australia and might not have handled the Eagle Farm course there. He sort of battled away okay, beaten less than three lengths. That was 1,600. He's probably going to need further than 17 to show his best. But I thought this race probably suited him a bit better than that Brisbane event did, and he could run a an improved race. Seven on top for me from two eleven and four. One at odds here in the six, Rostopovich. Um, look, he's it's been some time since we've seen the best of him. He's a bit of a setback. He had two runs in the autumn um, and didn't fire a shot there at big at, big, at a big price. But he returned resumed at Caulfield two weeks ago and. Settling last, I thought his uh, finale was pretty strong there. Ran on well, hit the line hard, and only finished within the length of the winner, High Stranger, and what was a bunch finish. Um, he's only rising to 1,700 metres. He'll probably improve over a little bit, a bit further than this, but um, I thought the first up run was pleasing enough that he's uh, returned to some sort of form, and um, we will be spotting a start, but if, you know, at a big price, I'm happy to put a couple each way on him. Uh, Rostropovich is six. The two went next to Angel of Truth. As Joel said, he was an excellent first up in the Wet for Age Lawrence. Spotting my start and, and really let down strongly at a big price. In for third, the 12, which is uh, Bartholomew Diaz. A bit of a freshen up since the, the last start win. Uh, the five weeks in between run. Beat High Stranger that day. He was carrying 52 and a half, but High Stranger went on to break the form with a couple of wins. Um, it was a tidy effort rounding him up there. And he has a good, got decent second up stats. And in for fourth, I have the seven, Ziegfeld. Six, two, 12, seven for me. Yeah, I thought this is nearly a field league for the quaddy. Uh, I've ended up settling on number 14, Mr. Moneybags. Uh, look, he may just be a 1,400-metre horse. I think the 1,700 metres is the big query, but he does have race fitness on these. He's got an informed jockey in Declan Bates. The second, 12, Bartholomew Diaz. The third, Angel of Truth. And the very smart Tralee Rose resuming for fourth. So that leaves me with 14, 12, 2 and 9. The big one is race 8 at Caulfield on Saturday. Third leg of the quaddy, Moet and Chandon, Memsey Stakes, 1,400 metres. Standard weight for age, three-year-olds and up, worth a million bucks, as indeed is every Group 1 race, or at least a million, every Group 1 race in Melbourne this spring. Uh, fun fact, 
No horse older than seven has won this since La Zagaletta all the way back in 2003. So that is bad news for Archidemus, who is probably not one of the favourite runners. Anyway, barriers two to five have produced eight of the past nine winners. Good news there for Sansom, inspirational girl Tafane and Sierra Sue. No Memsey winner has carried the one saddlecloth since Island Morn all the way back in 1995. Bad news for 50 stars. And the favourite has won the Memsey in 10 of the past 15 years. Well, uh, I'm not exactly... Who is the favourite, Joel? I think Behemoth is currently favourite, but not much between him and Tafane. It's going to be really interesting to see who starts favourite out of that pair. Uh, anyway, what are you saying? Yeah, look, it's a tough race to assess, um, but I'm just a huge fan of Aegon, and I'm going to stick with him. He's just a bit of the gloss came off him in that Sydney autumn. He was brilliant first up in the Hobartville. Uh, winning there, showed a really good turn of foot. And then Randwick Guineas, look, he had a tough run. He was wide sort of no cover. He was back on sort of a, a firmer track, which was used as a little bit of an excuse. He then went to the Doncaster. And again, he didn't really get his chance to let down. He was held up early in the straight, sort of got a bit of interference and the race sort of passed him by. So I, I don't, I think there were enough excuses in those two runs to, um, you know, to not sort of write him off completely. And he'd won his previous five. So I think he's all class. He's, you know, eight or $9, probably, wouldn't want any shorter. I'd probably wait. I think you'll, you'll, you'll touch the double figures. They'll come for a few others here. And I'm going to go him each way to beat. 10, Tafane, back from Queensland, where she was in brilliant form, winning the Stradbroke, winning the Tats Tiara. Uh, multiple Group 1 winner. She's going to take a stack of beating, as will number two, Bohemoth, who uh, deservedly got that race on protest. The Spring Stakes, 1,400 around Caulfield. That's a nice setup for him. Probably just going to take those three in my quaddy. I've thrown Colette in for fourth. If we do happen to get a bit of rain and the track's in the soft uh, range, then she certainly um, goes up a notch. She beat Colding and Very Elegant first up in the Apollo last prep. That was a soft seven. So on a good three, good four, probably can't win. But a uh, bit of rain, she will certainly come into it. Seven on top for me from 10 to a nine. I'll put Colette on top. Um, look, will the sentiments of Joel. A wetter track will certainly see a see her chances but enhanced here but um, I think she can still run a pretty decent race fresh on a good four soft five I think the soft five at the moment probably improves to a, a good rated track by race day um, yeah very good first up win in the Apollo being some pretty handy horses as Joel listed off there then excellent and a pretty hot chipping Norton second up um, so she was taking on the A graders last preparation and, and running well excuse in the Ranford and then got a long way back from a wide draw in the um, in the group one before the end of last preparation. She's the previous first up winner. As I said earlier, I think she would, her chances would be enhanced on a wetter track, but just in a, you know, I think she's taken on tougher races than this and, and performed well. And uh, I think she'll be safe one last cracker than Colette. So she's on top for me. I think she's worth an each way play in this. <clears throat> in for second, I have the seven, Aegon, um, very good first up record. And two for two at the trip. A bit of X factor about him. I don't think his two runs towards the end of the autumn were, were bad by any means. Six and 12th there, but there were excuses in both. 10 in next to Fane. Um, she's 
going to be sold to, to be a mum until she sort of hit some form in the Brisbane Carnival and that ended up in a Stradbroke and a Tats Tiara win. She was excellent in both of those. Good good rise from Craig Williams in both. And she he's on board for a first up assignment. And in for fourth, I have the two uh, behemoth who obviously has the benefit of race fitness on his side. Um, and as I touched on earlier, good form at the track. Nine, seven, ten, and two in the Memsey. Behemoth for me to beat Aegon Bo Rossa. And I'm putting in the Bob Peters XWA Mayor Inspirational Girl first up. Never runs poorly. Uh, two, seven, eight, and 11. For me, finally at Caulfield, it's not a black type race, but since we've done the first three legs of the quaddy, we may as well do it. It's the Ned's Field of Form Handicap. And it is 1,400 metres open, Joel. Yeah, well, I think this is going to be the, the key to a lot of people's quaddies because I think a lot of people are going to be resting on Ayrton one out. He's going to be very hard to beat. Um, I have put number six secret Blaze on top. I think he's flying this horse. He could possibly need further than 1,400 to win, but his two runs back over the 1,200 have been excellent. As I said, I've just seen he's come back in super order from a good gate. Hopefully he can settle you know, no further back than midfield, get a bit of luck. And, uh, yeah, might be a, a bit of an upset hope of rolling the favourite Ayrton, who looks very smart. He's going to be very hard to beat. I think 15 Imperial lads over the odds, because he is another who's going really well this prep. Sort of crept up in the weights, but now he gets the claim for T.O. Nugent down to 52 and a half. He can roll forward. He's going to be on speed. I think 20 to 1 is over the odds for him. And three Frosty Rocks going really well in Sydney this time in. Two from two. Another who will be on speed given his chance. So I don't think this is a gimme for Eton. He will be hard to beat, but I think there's, yeah, as I said, there's a couple of on paces going well, and Secret Blaze is a bit of a roughy worth a, a throw at the stump. 6, 11, 15, 3. Yeah, definitely no gimme. We'll be having a few other horses other than the top pick Eton in. Um, yeah, so top pick unbeaten fresh, and his best probably just wins this. However, as Joel said, there's a few of these going pretty well. Gulwa, I think, is one who um, can reach his peak third up. I thought he was excellent. They had a whole heap of luck at Kembla last start, running on just that second behind Frosty Rocks. Um, certainly finishes close to that horse. Gets there a little bit sooner. Um, and he does get two <clears throat> uh, two kilos. Meets that meets Frosty Rock two kilos better for their last start meeting. So he's the second pick, Gulwa. Frosty Rocks in for third, uh, flying this preparation and and is drawn well here. And Grant Swell in for fourth. Um, just a very honest cold. We'll roll forward and he'll be in this for a long way. 11, uh, 11 on top, but two, three, and one go in the quaddy as well. Uh, yeah, I'll be putting in uh, one and three as well. In fact, I've got those same numbers 11, Ayrton to beat Frosty Rocks, Groundswell, and Gorwa. 11, 3, 1, 2. Uh, I'll be including three and one just in case we're a little bit more leaderish there. Uh, my best comes up earlier on the program. Mayor's race, race three, number seven, Tarab. And my value bet was race seven, number 14, Mr. Moneybags. Your specials, John? Yeah, well, I made Aegon my value. Uh, so that's in the Memsey race eight, number seven. And my best, well, we're going to try and kick off the day with a winner. Race one, number three, Turidan. Very genuine. Top two, eight of 13. He's had good grounding for this 2,400-metre race. Two goes at the 2,000, runner-up both times, bumped into Hosier last time out, a promising horse in himself. He drops from 59 to 54, 
being by Americane, I think he'll love the 2400 And $2.50, I was you know, maybe hoping for $3, but uh, I think he will be very hard to beat. My best comes up in race six, the one Probabile uh, and the value in the Memsey. Uh, race eight, number nine, Colette. Okay, that wraps up a massive program at Caulfield. Uh, this weekend's Rose Hill meeting for the reasons of COVID has been transferred south to Kimbler Grange. And the first of the black type races there is race five, Fujitsu General Ming Dynasty, 1400 metre group three quality job. Yeah, I've gone with uh, two Coast Watch. Uh, to beat one subterranean. So they're the two horses coming out of the up-and-coming. They've both had the run back this time in. Coastwatch had a couple, in fact. I thought they were both very good. Coastwatch just missed picking up Tiger of Malay, who, well, he had the 61. So I guess no, you know, no real excuse. Coastwatch had eight kilos less than him. But Tiger of Malay did get a lovely inside ride from James McDonald, who now takes the ride on Coastwatch and gets gate one. So I think he gets his chance to win a nice race. One subterranean, another tricky gate. He drew wide in the up-and-coming. But uh, Lilke will be fitter. If he gets the brakes, he can certainly win. I've got a bit of time for number nine, Yulong Turbo. He's a quite a big-sized horse, this bloke. I think kicking off over 1,400 will really suit him. He's had three trials. He had a bit of a break after his second trial because he went terrible in that. Maybe it was just the, the heavy track at Canterbury. He didn't seem to like it. But his latest trial was very good. So, look, he's a chance. I'm just a bit wary of how wet the track's going to be at Kembla. It's sort of a heavy nine, I think, at this stage. It's supposed to dry out a little bit. But, yeah, just the way he didn't really stretch out in the heavier in that Canterbury trial worries me. But he is promising. Six military expert in for fourth. Good maiden win at Newcastle, beating a handy maiden field. Prior to that, he was a good fourth at Rose Hill behind Silent Impact, and that form has worked out pretty well. Two on top from one, nine, and six. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on Coast Watch. Uh... Third up, barrier one, and, and the good jockey back on board. It sets up quite nicely for him. I thought he looked the winner at some stage in the um, up-and-coming second up, but Tiger Malay was just too classy along the fence there. And, but I think he'll get his chance here. Third up, Coast Watch. He looks a pretty promising golding and uh, keen on him at Canberra Race 5. Number two, Yulong Turbo, another I'm keen on from the Wallace Stable. Uh, as Joel said, the recent trial was um, a couple of weeks ago. It was very good. The win at Morphville on debut um, was excellent. He sort of had no clue what he was doing, raced greenly about and, and still beat uh, small but select field there that day quite easily. Um, and then just a bit of a forgive run in the Blue Diamond prelude. So he's a chance. Yulong Turbo first up. Subterranean as well. I thought trialled nicely prior to the first up run and you get a whole, whole lot of luck there behind Tiger Malay and Coast Watch. And I've got the three and the fourth. Arnaqua. Two nine one three. Race six at the Metro meeting at Kembla Grange on Saturday is the Forex San Domenico Stakes, eleven hundred metres. Group three set weights and penalties for three year old. This sees the return of the slipper winner. Stay inside, Joel. Yeah, and I've put him on top. Excellent two year old form. He had no luck in the Todman, held up and then sort of worked home late under his own steam. If he had sort of got the brakes at the top of the straight, we're probably looking at an unbeaten Colt. He's going to be very hard to beat. He's performed on soft ground. I was tossing up between him and Remark. I've got a stack of time for Remark. I'm just wondering whether he's going to come into his own when he gets to 1,400, maybe in the Golden Rose. 
Staying at 1100 second up, just that tiny query for mine. He had no luck behind Palaley at a key stage, held up, and then uh, had to sort of um, you know start again. He, he really did attack the line strongly late, but just got that little bit of a query whether staying at 1100 is going to be suitable for him. For Palaley, well, he gave them all weight in the Rosebud with 59, and he gave them a beating too. So he's certainly a winning hope. And two Captivant, I was following him through the autumn. He got his Group 1 win in the Champagne. Again, probably 1,100 short of his best, but look for him to be hitting the line nicely late. One from six, four, and two. And with Pulele, as Joel said, gave more weight and was and, and, and thrashed him, really. It was a, a really good a good looking win. Remark didn't have much luck in behind him, but I think the, the best horse on the day won the race and um, drops to 57 kilos here. And he stays at 1,100. Obviously got a good da- uh, turn of foot on him and... <clears throat> He's the one to beat again. Stay inside. Probably deserves his uh, deserves to be favourite considering his body of work in the autumn. Is a bit unlucky in that sole defeat, but uh, what he's been able to do on on affected ground as well. Obviously, we'll hold him in good stead on Saturday with the track likely track rating. So four on top of one, six remark. As I said no luck first up, um, but can certainly atone. And in for, in for four, sorry, I have the three sort of states, the, um, the Kiwi. The Kiwi Colt, six, sorry, four on top of one, six and three. Race seven at Kembla Grange on Saturday is the Agency Illawarra Premier's Cup. First leg of the quaddy, a group three quality Joel. Yeah, with number eight, Luntzies here. I think he's a, a promising staying type, an import. He won at Hawkesbury back in May, had to dig deep there over 1,800 with the 60 kilos. It was a strong win. We saw him kick off this prep in the Coffs Harbour Cup, and he was unplaced as a $2.45 favourite, but I don't think 59.5 over a mile was really his go. He'll be fitter for that. It's a step up in grade, obviously, but I think with 54 kilos out to 2,000 metres, he can measure up. 13, Heart of Croissants was saved for this after being an acceptor for the Valley last week. Very talented middle-distance type. He was a strong winner over 2,500 when we last saw him back in May. And then a couple of the Waller runners in next best nine. Mubaras was off a bit of a freshen up last time out at Kembler. I thought he worked to the line really well. And 10 no compromise. He's done a very good job since arriving from New Zealand. A couple of wins at 2,400. He's also won at the 2,000 metres on heavy ground with 57 kilos. And he sneaks in here with 53 and a half. So he can certainly run well at a bit of a price. But eight each way for me from 13, nine and 10. And with the 13, harder puissance. I think he's got a bit of X factor about him. And... Um... He's going to relish this, the track, the wet track on Saturday. It's his preferred going. Um, he did win quite convincingly at Flemington on a good four, uh, 2,500 metres, but he's certainly a better horse with the given the ground um, and gets in at 53 kilos here. Uh, I think it'll be really hard to beat Harder Poissons. And 13 on top, 10 no compromise. Um, he's going extremely well this preparation and, and just loves these wet, loves these wet tracks. Um, working through the grades nicely and seemingly <clears throat> deserves a sort of shot at, at a race like this on the back of some really good form at benchmark grade. Uh, in for third, I have the one Spirit Ridge resuming. Um, good fresh record. And this is a suitable kickoff point for him. And as, as, is, as it is for the two dashing Willoughby, who's been trialling up nicely for this. Uh, just had the two runs in Australia to Cork and a Melbourne Cup. Didn't fire there. Um, it's a more suitable assignment and uh, drawn ideally as well. So... Good race, 13, 10, 1, 2. All right, well, that wraps up the black type 
at Kembla Grange on Saturday and usually three more races after that. Uh, just thinking maybe uh, they're looking to get the uh, the big races out of the way before it perhaps gets too wet. But um, your specials, we've uh, well, we've heard about Dan's best, which was race five, number two, Coast Watch. But, Joel, uh, we haven't heard about either of your specials, so uh, lay them on us. Well, my value uh, kicks off the card. Race one, number three, Foodie King. Always a little bit wary of these highway handicaps, but uh, thought this bloke could run well. He's a bit shorter in the market than I expected, but um, he's a former Kiwi. He won his first start over here at Coonamble. That was back on June 20. That was 1,300 metres. Then they dropped him back to 1,000. He was just run off his legs there at Warren, but he really hit the line strongly. He then went about six weeks between runs into Bathurst, on Monday, just gone at 1,100 metres. He just found them way too sharp early. He couldn't keep up. But then again, his last 100 metres was very strong. I think this might be a target on a quick back up to 1,400 metres. I'll be playing him each way. Foodie King in the first. And my best is much later in the day. Race nine, number 11, six gun. A talented sprinter, very honest. He can get through the wet ground, no dramas. He was a good winner at Randwick, two back. That was He was able to sort of snag back from a wide draw, get a bit of cover and be too strong. Last time out, he just over-raced. He couldn't get cover. He was caught wide. Looked like he was going to weaken to sort of midfield halfway up the running, but he kicked back strongly to finish third. Better gait here. Stays down in the weights after Tom Sherry's claim. I've got a fair bit of time for Ander Matt. He's been well-backed already, and he's the one to beat. But I thought 11-6 gun would take plenty of beating, and he's good odds around $9. My best value of the day comes up in race nine. He's a horse that's a little hard to trust. Um, Hulk, the five, but he, I think he's a real backable price here. Around $12, $13. He's going pretty well this preparation. He's yet to win one, but um, I think his form is better than it reads on paper. He's just too wet for him, too back. He'll he'll be a horse that won't want to be wanting the uh, track to dry out a bit more than it is at the moment currently heavy nine, as Joel, touched, as Joel said, but probably won't want, want it much worse than a soft seven. I think if you can get those conditions, it'll be really hard to beat. Um, it's just horse can get into a bit of bother at times, but as I said, I think he's going quite well, this preparation. He's just find a pr- pretty nice race. And here, and I think he's at each at backable odds at each way price, Hulk, race nine, number five. Alrighty, they are racing on the Parks track at Morfordville in Adelaide on Saturday, and there is a black type race. It is race seven. It is the Leon McDonald Stakes, formerly known as the Penny Edition. It is a listed event over 1,400 metres at Wait for Age. Dan, what did you think here? Yeah, so Bo Rosser definitely going to the Memsey, so he'll be coming out of this field. Uh, I've got the sale made on top, Ironclad. He's um, made a Pretty quick, pretty good impression in Australia so far for for Will Clark, and he's had the four starts in Australia for four wins, and the two wins at the end of the prep um, in listed races are were pretty soft. Um, so he's also plenty of ability. This is a race within his reach first up, and um, I think he'll be hard to beat in in the um, in the Liam McDonald Stakes with the, with the scratching of Bo Rossa. So one on top. I think for second, I have. The five second slip, who last start Melbourne winner, um, really sort of last few runs, it's, he's really sort of found his form here in Australia. He's a, he's a likable racing style, race up on the speed, a race is handy, and 
and uh, has plenty of offer in the straight. <clears throat> in for third, I have the two, King of Hastings, uh, good enough on his day to win a race like this, and six, Retrato. Um, distant third behind Behemoth and Bo Rosser in that spring stakes, but I looked in need of a run, and he's got a very good second-up record, so he can certainly figure. One on top of five, two and six. And your best comes up earlier on the program, race five, number three, X Lover. Yeah, Henry Dwyer trained Gelding, a pretty lightly raced four-year-old. He's only had the six starts, but from what he's shown so far, looks to be a horse with a bit of ability. Um, he beat a subsequent winner, an easy single, two back at Mildura, and then stayed at Mildura and carried 63.5 kilos and got into a, a spot of bother on the turn. He sort of hemmed between runners and needing a little bit to do, and once finally out the 200 metres, he really uh, attacked the line with the big weight and um, finishing second behind. A pretty handy one in El Fabio. Uh, he drops to 58.5 kilos here, and it looks like he's got a bit of upside um, comparison to some of his rivals in this. So uh, pretty good price as well, near around the $8, $9 mark. Um, X-Lover, race five, number three. The value comes up in the last. He's a horse that's been pretty good to me this campaign. That is Great Diviner. Um, he went to Mooney Valley last night, tackled a good race, and uh, complete forgive there to throat. Don't have a throat problem uh, post-race. <clears throat> Back in trip, I think, suits and back to a track. He's got plenty of success over three starts for two wins and a second. Um, it's some well at the weights. And uh, one's, I think, the the one to beat in the get-out stakes in the last race nine, number 14, Great Diviner. Okay, any thoughts about Morkville, Joel? No, nothing there for me, Bucks. Okay, we will go across to Brisbane, uh, which... The pattern continues there with uh, small fields at Eagle Farm, big fields at Doombin. And we are back at Doombin, Dan, and uh, you're going to get us some cash early in the day. Your special's coming up in the first two races. Correct. We'll go to the best bet in race two, Keefe from David Van Dyke Stable. Like the first up run over 1,200 metres, uh, finished third there, just unable to match a sprint of a pretty handy horse. Um, over 1,200 metres. So the, the rise of 1,350 sort of looks the the ideal stepping point for him second up. Um, he's drawn ideally. We've got a gun run just off the speed and drops to 53.5 kilos after carrying 57 last start. So it ticks a lot of boxes, does Keithy. Race two, number 14. The value comes up in the first. Accelerado for a, a very informed Joe Pride stable. He's placing his horse as well. He's um, taking a few up north. On Saturday, I think Accelerado finds a nice race here. The recent form on paper doesn't look too flash hot, but um, he's been sort of drawing wide and having to get a little further back than he would like and then hitting the line well. Um, it gets, settles much closer, you'd think, from the good draw here. And um, some of the sort of the bigger threats in the race, if you like, is, have, have drawn wide and will need a little bit of luck. So if you can get clear at the right stage, Accelerado, he'll be he'll be certainly charging home at a big price. Race one, number five. Anything in Brisbane, Joel? Uh, just a little each-way play in the last. Race nine, number six, Full Nelson. He's gone up $26. He will improve with the run, but I just thought that was overs. He won three of his five last prep, all at Ipswich. So he's got to step up to City Grave. He was runner-up in 85 level at Doombin over the mile before going for a spell. A couple of his wins at Ipswich were very good too. So even though... He'd probably get better with the with the run. He has won two from four fresh. And, yeah, I, I sort of expected him to be around 10 or $11, not 26 So I'll be having something each way on him. 
All righty, Belmont once again, the venue for Perth Racing on Saturday. There is a black type race, is race eight, the Idyllic Prince uh, at Wait for Age, over 1,300 metres. And BJ, o, uh, BJ Ryan, our man in Perth, is with number four, same as Dat, to be two, too close to the sun. Uh, six, tell them we're coming. And five, silence. BJ's best at Belmont, race two, number five, giant leap. And his value bet, race six, number nine, red dwarf. Joel, earlier in the day, across the Tasman, there are uh, three meetings on. We're going to concentrate on two of them, Tarapa and Awapuni. No great certainty that they will go ahead, but let's assume they will. Yeah, indeed. Uh, we'll find out a bit more on Friday whether the racing will go ahead over the weekend. But uh, if it does, uh, we'll be sticking with one that's been good to us at Tarapa, race nine, uh, number three, two Madison as our best bet. She's won her last two at Tarapa over 2,100. They've been dominant wins, sneaking up a little bit in the weights, but just think she's a, a mere in form that can make it the hat trick uh, with no dramas. Race nine, number three, the value is race four, number 15, on my shoulders. Hit the line really well in a, quite a strong three-year-old handicap last start. Comes back to a maiden, albeit a maiden with some depth, but I thought uh, he could be hard to hold out at a good each-way price. At Awapuni, the best is in race nine, number nine, Hooter. Said the three runs this time in, a third or fourth and a second, inching close to a win. Does step up to 74 grade, but I think he's more than capable of it. And stepping up to 15, 50 metres, I think that's really going to suit. And the value is race four, number one, Bury the Cash. Jackalbury Gelding, who was on debut a few weeks back and got back to near last, cut the corner on the turn, ran on really strongly for second. The winner has performed well again since, so the form's held up. And I thought with that run under the belt, he could go one better. All righty, that wraps up a big Saturday of a racing around Australasia. Now, one thing that I didn't mention earlier is that there is a black type race on Friday. And uh, that is at the Gold Coast, and it is the Martin Collins Gold Market over uh, 1,200 metres at listed level. Daniel, you have spoken in this week's winning post to the new trainer of Alligator Blood, Billy Healy. Alligator Blood steps out first up in this race, has 61 kilos. Every other horse in the race has 54. Uh, I Got the feeling Billy was perhaps trying to keep a lid <laughs> on the alligator blood excitement because uh, uh, he certainly wasn't. Uh, in fact, he really was saying, "Well, yeah, he might. Uh, you know, he should go okay." Uh, but we're thinking more of uh, some runs in the spring. In fact, don't even worry about that because he's not really going to be at his best until the summer. But uh, I see that uh, he's not even favourite. Uh, he's not quite favourite. He's, duel he's duelling for favouritism with Desert Lord, who, uh, poignantly enough, is trained by his former trainer, David Van Dyke. What did you? What were the vibes you were getting from Billy Healy? Yeah, you sort of summed it up pretty well there. He didn't want to um, give too much away. He, look, he's obviously a stable like his, a, a smaller stable. He's um, obviously very excited for the opportunity to have a horse like Alligator Blood in his as a part of his team, but uh, whilst he didn't sort of rule a line through his hopes first up, he does did concede it'd be a tough task, 61 kilos, and as you said, the rest of the field, 54, and there's a 
few pretty handy horses in this field uh, that are rock, rock hard fit with that 54 kilos. If Alligator Blood's um, anywhere near his best, he just wins this, even with the big weight. But I oh, look in a race like this, I'd probably play a couple of horses. I'll, I'll be backing Alligator Blood just for the fact that the class of him and, and the fact that he's a pretty backable price for a horse of his ilk, uh, but totally charmed. The six is a, a very good horse. And she's uh, third up here. She's third up here, ready to peak. Um, yeah, interesting to see how he goes in, 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 the, in the new stable. And if and if he runs really well on Friday night, you'd think uh, a race like the Rupert Clark and the Turak were in store in the spring. But um, as he said to me in the interview, plenty of water to go under that bridge. So keen to see how he fares. He's obviously a, um, a very popular horse, I think, with what he's been able to achieve so far. But yeah, keen to see what he can do Friday. Alrighty, and the feature racing doesn't end there because on Sunday we have um, one of the unique events on the Australian calendar, and that is an, the All Jumps Day for the Grand National Steeple Day at Ballarat. Just the six races, they are all jumps races. There's a couple of uh, very good hurdles there. The main event itself is dominated by the Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott trained social element. Dan, and uh, you're sticking with social element in the Grand National. Yeah, he's hard not to. Um, he's, he's like, last three wins have been by a combined margin of 40, 47 lengths. Um, he's just what he's been able to achieve over the over the jumps. His preparation has been, has been remarkable. I think he continues on that same path. If you're going to play exotics, I think the four I nay for Hay is uh, certainly worth adding in. Um, yeah, to exactors or trifectas. Very good flat horse, and then he decided they put him over the jumps, and his two uh, hurdle runs, this preparation, I mean, excellent. He hasn't won those, but he's finished second behind Saunter Boy and Will John, who we know are quite good jumpers in their own right. Um, he did win a chasing trial in May. He's the clear second pick. But one on top of four, got three riding high in the third and two flying agent. But yeah, the one will be hard to beat. Okay, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast and... Leaves us uh, to the segment where we give you our best $20 bet for the weekend, which we call Lazy Lobsters. Yes, well, uh, I'm starting to carry you blokes now after a very, very long <laughs> drought. Uh, didn't quite break even last week, but corner pocket. Got the money at uh, $2.70 on the giddy giddy following High Stranger the week before. So I'm just going to keep uh, picking up these ones and twos with uh, warm favourites early on the Melbourne card. And I'm going to go race three, number seven at Caulfield on Saturday. And that is Tarath Joel. Yeah, I see your ones and twos, and I'll raise you a, a shot through the V because I need to come back a notch here and, and just snare a winner. So we're going to go even earlier. Caulfield, race one, number three, Turidan. Yeah, similar approach. I um, Last week, I tried going something with a little bit of value, and Sliders was awful at Mooney Valley. Um, no, nothing on the vet report there either. So seemingly every chance. Um, Coast Watch in race five at Kembla Grange, I think will be really hard to beat. Race five, number two. 
Excellent. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, don't forget to smash that subscribe button. Leaves us now only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already in the shops. First thing Friday morning, it is uh, online as we speak to you now via www.winningpost.com.au and click the link in the main story there under this week's winning post. Uh, have a great weekend. Uh, whatever you're doing, uh, if you're lucky enough to be out and about or if you are trapped inside, at least there's plenty of good racing to watch. We'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.